Alright, good afternoon. Uh, this is episode 10 of the New Mount Mariah Youth Podcast. Uh, and today's lesson is called Passover with the King. We'll be looking at uh, Matthew chapter 26, uh, verse 17 through 30. And it reads like this in the New Living Translation. Alright. So it's in Matthew 26, 17 through 30. All right. And this is pretty much the Last Supper. And before I read it, I'll give you some background knowledge. It's, it's, it's pretty simple and straightforward. Um, pretty much this is going to outline the Last Supper Jesus had with his disciples. All right. So uh, verse 17, it says, On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, where do you want us to prepare the Passover meal for you? As you go into the city, he told them, you will see a certain man. Tell him, the teacher says, my time has come and I will eat the Passover meal with my disciples at your house. So the disciples did as Jesus told them and prepared the Passover meal there. When it was evening, Jesus sat down at the table with the 12 disciples. While they were eating, he said, I tell you the truth. One of you will betray me. Uh, greatly distressed, each one of them asked in turn, am I the one, Lord? All right, he replied, one of you who has just eaten from this bowl with me will betray me. For the Son of Man must die, as the scriptures declared long ago. But how terrible it will be for the one who uh, betrays him. It will be far better for that man if he had never been born. Judas, the one who will betray him also asked rabbi am i the one rabbi is a fancy word for teacher um and jesus told him you have said it as they were eating jesus took some bread and blessed it then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples saying take this and eat it for this is my body and he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to god for it uh, he gave it to them and said each of you drink from it for this is my blood which confirms the covenant Covenant here is a fancy word for contract um, between God and his people. Uh, it is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. Mark my words. I will not drink wine again until the day I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. They sang a hymn and went out to the Mount of Olives. All right. So this is pretty much self-explanatory. So like always, uh, I read it of its entirety. After that, we're going to try to break it down and decompress it. I give you my perspective and how I try to use it. You give me your perspective and how you use it. And we just go from there. All right. So I'm going to go to 17. I'm going to read 17. The verses were 17 through what? Uh, 30. 30, okay. 17 through 30. And I'm going to read 17 through 19, okay? And I'm going to give you my perspective on it. And it would be great if you guys give me your perspective on it. So it says, on the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, where do you want us to pray? the Passover meal for you. As you go into the city, he told them, 
you will see a certain man. Tell him, the teacher says, my time has come, and I will eat the Passover meal with my disciples at your house. So the disciples did as Jesus told them and prepared, prepared the Passover meal there. So what I get from it is this. Jesus already know what's going to happen. Um, Jesus is literally just setting the plans into motion um, about what's going to happen. Uh, he, he knows he's going <clears> to <throat> break bread with his disciples. And when he breaks bread, he's going to tell them, uh, one of you is going to betray me. So I just feel like in a way, Jesus was fulfilling prophecy. He was doing everything exactly that was said that was going to happen. Um, pretty much what I get from it and how I try to use it in my real life is let Jesus take the wheel. Um, let him do everything. Whenever you try to do things for yourself, from my personal experience, negative things happen. Whenever I try to do things my way and on my terms and on my time, Nothing good never comes from it. Perfect example is college. Um, rather than let God use me and God uh, lead me and take me where I needed to go, I tried to do it myself. Oh, well, I'm going to rush through this class. I'm going to take six classes so I can do X, Y, and Z. And then I'll be okay. I was trying to uh, walk by sight rather than by faith. But the moment I started walking by faith and by sight, Jesus led my way because he knows how. Right? Does anybody have their own perception of 17 through 19? It's just like, it's basically just like he said. Um, God, Jesus knows like what's going to happen, but you don't know what's going to happen. So you have to wait it out and, and um, be patient as to what's about to come because only he knows what's going to happen. So it's like, uh, it's like that's a raven predict. I can gaze into the future time. It's giving <laughs> that type of vibe. Okay, that's what I'm getting from it. Okay, because I've heard I've heard that before. It was I saw a video of it on social media about it because they were talking about it. They were like somebody's gonna betray Jesus, and then they yeah they had a whole conversation about it, and I was like, oh, that's a good way to put it. Okay. And give me a little bit more information about this post that you saw. What else did they say? They, <clears throat> this girl was acting out like the um, the angels and or the disciples and Jesus basically, and she and she was like uh, in Jesus' point of view, she was like somebody will betray me tonight, and one of them said, "Is it me, Jesus?" And I was like, mm -hmm. "Oh, you 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 portraying what what actually happened?" I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. That's a, that's a good way for me to understand that. Okay. That's okay. cool. Good. So that's basically what happened. Okay, good. I like how you uh you use social media to help you correlate it. Good job, Lily. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. My view on social media, use it as a tool. You use it, don't let it use you. Don't just be scrolling endlessly. Use it to help you better understand things in life in general. All right? Does anybody else have their own perception of verse uh, 17 through 19, or does anybody else use it in their own way?
Remember, this is a safe place. Um, the reason why I constantly say that, I know it's a lot of times people don't like to talk because talking in front of the strangers is weird, but it's a safe, uh, this is a safe space. Um, you're not going to get any judgment from me. Uh, I leave judging to God and to actual judges. Uh, you, you won't get no judgment out of me. So we looked at 17 through 19. Now I'm going to read 20 through 23. Okay. So it says, when it was evening, Jesus sat down at the table with the 12 disciples. While they were eating, he said, I tell you the truth. One of you will betray me. Greatly distressed, each one asked in turn, Am I the one, Lord? He replied, One of you who has just eaten from this bowl with me will betray me. All right. So, let me put my marker down. So, what I get from 20 through 23 is... Betrayal never comes from strangers. Betrayal always comes from somebody you know or somebody that you're close to. Because think of it this way. How can somebody you don't know betray you or hurt you? It doesn't make sense because you don't know them. Ten times out of ten, if you don't know them, they don't know you. So betrayal always... Betrayal always comes from those who are closest to you. Hence why it's betrayal. It's it hurts. It's it's it's, it's heartbreaking it because it's betrayal. All right. Um, like Jesus said, he was like, "Hey, one of you will betray me," and they kept who who gonna betray you, Lord? Who sounded like some owls? Who who? And the main one who did betray him was the main one saying, "Am I the one? Did I do it?" And you know you did it. So like I said, uh, what I get from it is uh, betrayal never comes from strangers. It comes from somebody close to you, somebody you know. All right. Does everybody or anybody have their own perception of 20 through 23? Me. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I would say this. T you turn this phrase around. Uh -huh. Um. You keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. But okay. turn that phrase around. Okay. Um, because it's like it's like in scary movies, it's never the um, antagonist mm -hmm. that that's like um, coming for you. It's mm -hmm. somebody that's in your friend group. Uh -huh. um, like what was the what was the movie? It was um, it was the actual horror movie Scream. Uh -huh. The actual horror movie. Um, it was actually the uh, protagonist's best friend that betrayed her. Mm -hmm. So that's that's what I get from that. Okay. Just turn the phrase around. Keep your enemies close and your friends closer. Okay. Oh. Good. I like your perception, Lily. Um, Graham, if you can hear me, we're on Matthew 26. And we're looking at 17 through 30. 
I just gave my perception of verse 20 through 23. Uh, Aaliyah just gave her interpretation. Uh, I gave mine. Mine was pretty much uh, betrayal and never come from a stranger. It always comes from somebody you know. And Aaliyah kind of said the exact same thing, but in her own words. Uh, does anybody else have their own perception of verse 20 through 23? What about you, Antonio? That, like, your family and friends will be the close, like, be the closest people that will, like, turn their back on you. Okay. Elaborate a little bit more. I get what you're saying, but explain it a little bit. What you mean by that? Like, like, friends and family, like, they they know you more, so, like, and y'all been through the most together, so, uh -huh. you know, like, they, they have a better chance of betraying you than, like, somebody that you don't know like that. Right, right. Good job, Antonio. Uh, I understand where he's coming from. It's like when people say blood is blood is thicker than water mm -hmm. when they come from your family, but it's basically mostly your family that betrays you. Yeah, I yep. agree. It's I always agree. the people who's closest to you. Yeah, indeed it is. Good job, Antonio. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Good job. Anybody else? I'll piggyback a little bit off of what Antonio said. Uh, the ones who's betraying you are the ones who 10 times out of 10 went through everything with you. So if you grew up poor with your best friend or your cousin or your brother and sister, y'all ate uh, beanies and weenies together, syrup sandwiches, uh, uh, ketchup sandwiches. You you just done grinded it out together. And 10 times out of 10. <laughs> and 10 times out of 10, that's the person who ends up stabbing you in the back, right? Because it's always somebody you know. It's never anybody that you don't know. All right, good job, Antonio. All right, so I have a question. Kind of, you know, to take a little bit of break, but I have a question. So what does it mean to betray Christ? And I'll say it again. What does it mean? to betray Christ. Hmm. I remember Sister Jones asking this this question. I don't really remember what I said, but um what it means to betray Christ, I would say is go not exactly go against his word, but um I would say like forget everything he has taught you mm -hmm. or um oh, I have a I have an atheist friend that I try I, I talked about her before that I try to help and it's like you're leading into that to that atheist um vision of hers basically I don't know how to put that to an example but basically I think that's what I said to Sister John because she asked me the exact same question before okay no, that's that's fine. I I, I kind of get what you're saying, Lee. Anybody else? Excuse me. To turn your back on God. Okay. I agree with that, Antonio. To turn your back on God. And to what I get from it, or how how I would answer that question, it's kind of to it's piggyback off both of 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 what I said. To turn your back on God and forget everything that you've learned and understood from God. But uh, my 
exact answer is this. So let's say you done got on your knees, you done prayed, you done asked God for whatever, X, Y, and Z. He done bought you through, he delivered you, he granted your prayer, your wish, he, he did everything, everything for you. Um, and then, uh, out of nowhere, you just stop giving him credit, stop giving him praise, you stop giving him glory, and kind of like Antonio, so you just turn your back on him. Alright? That's that's pretty much what I get from um, what does it mean to betray Christ? Because if God bought you through all of this and uh, he did all of this for you, um, why would you betray him? But that's what Betraying Christ, in my honest opinion, means he done bought you through all of this and you just turn your back on him. And it's evident that he himself got you through what you're going through. All right. Uh, I have another question. Um, what does it mean to sacrifice something for God. Like to give up on something to like please him. Okay. Good job, uh, Antonio. Elaborate a little bit more. Like like say he wanted to start a business but like God said that 